Welcome to Run to Thrive, a show for runners who are ready to live, lead, and run with more energy, engagement, and enjoyment in their everyday life. Each episode, you'll gain insight, inspiration, and motivation, and hear from leaders, influencers, and everyday heroes who run to fuel their success in life and work so that you can learn how to thrive on the run and beyond. I'm Matt Mills, a professional life, leadership, and running coach. And I'm so excited that you're here so that you can discover how running can help you step into your greatest potential and develop a stronger body, mind, and spirit. Ready to go? Let's get moving. If you're an entrepreneur, a business owner, or even just running your own side hustle, you know that it's quite the journey. There are plenty of ups and downs, times when you feel amazing and on top of the world, in times when you just want to quit. You may hit a moment when you feel like you can't keep moving forward and you need to dig deep to take that next step. But you know when you reach the finish line, it'll all be worth it. Does that sound familiar? Sounds a lot like running a marathon, right? Or as my guest today, Tiffany Newman would put it, a series of many little marathons. Tiffany is a branding strategist who helps highly motivated entrepreneurs and influencers uplevel their businesses. She started her career in the corporate world, working with big name brands like FedEx, Stoli Vodka, and Burt's Bees. And after 15 years of doing that, she left to establish her own revolutionary branding business that stays one step ahead of trends. And using a unique hands-on approach that views branding as a self-development process, Tiffany now works with clients across the globe to help them grow their sales and shine even brighter in their zone of genius. In our conversation, we get into what entrepreneurs can learn from marathons, how running has helped Tiffany, like many other successful business owners, build confidence and grow a stronger mindset. We also get into how your brand story and your personal brand can help you and your business grow and the future of running technology. This was a really fun conversation that, as an entrepreneur myself, I learned a lot from. So if you're an entrepreneur, a business owner, or you just want to level up in your career, I know you'll gain a lot of great insight from our chat. Ready to go? Let's get moving. Hi, Tiffany. Welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Doing great, Matt. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Have you run today? I'm curious to know. I have not run today, if I'm honest. <laughs> and it was interesting, like before we started recording, you were saying that you haven't really been running as much lately, uh, but you're anxious to get back out there. It's, it's honestly been a little bit difficult. So running for me is, you know, like a meditation practice in a way. It really is a stress reliever and not having it has been, and with the weather too. So it's kind of like a double whammy. <laughs> um, it's honestly been a little rough. So I've, I've really been looking forward to get back, getting back out there. And a lot of people during this time have really slowed down. And I hear people on Facebook like, what do I do with my time? For me, it's a little bit opposite because I have a kindergartner and a senior. And so it's like, advanced somebody trying to graduate and apply for colleges and apply for funding. And then the kindergartner needs help in her daily studies and I'm running a business. So it's, <laughs> it's one of those things that unfortunately my fitness comes last right now, but I know it's just a matter of time and I'll be back at it. So I'm excited, yeah. I'm excited for that. 
Yeah, actually, that's always something that a lot of runners are always trying to figure out is how to balance when you have all of these priorities, when you're so busy, whether it's with family or with work. Right now, it sounds like you're really busy, but those other moments when you have been training or you really have needed to get that run in and you're trying to balance those other priorities, like what are some of the strategies that you use to stay balanced? Hmm, That's a good thing. And I think right now too, it's just, it's a different time. So it's an excuse. Like I could get up at 5am and run, even if it was blizzard out because I've done it in the past. So I think it's, I think it's a matter of just giving myself a little break. And then I, cause I know that I'm motivated and I'll get out there. So in the past, when say I was training and it, and it was like, do or die, I'm going out today type of thing. Um, I, th- I think it's just a mindset piece, you know, like you just make that decision and then it happens. Mm-hmm. And then there's times if, if you're not training, that's why I do like to always, even if it's like a 5k, I typically have one scheduled because then I'm like, Oh, I have to get up and run, but yeah. they all got canceled. I had, I, two, know. <laughs> I had two, I was signed up for, they got canceled. I'm like, Oh, I guess I don't have to be accountable. Then. Yeah. It's that accountability piece. It's um, accountability. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess speaking, going back to the strategies, like having races scheduled, um, when I was training for my marathon, I was part of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Um, very long story, but I had a friend that passed away from mm-hmm. leukemia. Um, I was 60 pounds heavier and I was not a runner. Wow. And so the whole reason I signed up, I started running was her sister posted that she would be running in her honor and that they had coaching. And I was like, here's my chance to not only, you know, do something for her legacy, but also to learn to run. So I started walking and they had a whole schedule out. Mm -hmm. And I think training with them really gave me the tools at that point that I didn't have to, and the accountability. And there was a group and we had a coach and it, it really helped me become like an avid long-term runner. Yeah. When was that when you trained for that first race? Oh, that was 2000. I have to think about it for a second because it was right after college. 2004. Wow. And so what, I mean, that's amazing that it was helping to support this cause. And it's so funny because even long-term runners, their entire running career, their life, their entire running life, they'll always be intimidated by running a marathon, but you were not a runner. And then you decided to train for a marathon. What was it that, that really helped to kind of inspire you so much to think, you know what? I'm just going to go for it, the 26 miles. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was like the unknown, like, you know, you, what you don't know, you don't know. Like yeah. looking back, I'm like, God, how, yeah, it's a crazy thing really. But I think just the drive of like losing my friend and I was, I was fairly unhealthy at the time. I'd been in college and eaten badly and, you know, mm-hmm. was, it was not at a healthy weight. And so I wanted to make the change. I think it was just this, interesting combination. And I had, I was young enough too that I had just gotten more into self-development and personal development. So I'd been listening a lot to that motivational things and something inside of me just said, this is it. Like, this is what's going to change, like you need. And, um, yeah, it completely changed my life to be honest. Like if I, once I did that, I was like, if I can do that, I can do anything. (laughs) 
<laughs> and and that's what I, I I'm really curious to know because I'd love to hear more about your career path as well because you started off where you were working in corporate, mm-hmm. working in branding, and so how did that mindset serve you, especially early in your career, to help you go on that career journey, that career path where you did have that mentality of like if I can accomplish this, I can accomplish anything. Yeah, it honestly kind of changed everything. So like I. S- mentioned I started doing self-development at the same time and I met a woman named Mary Morrissey mm-hmm. um, and I ended up studying under her for like 12, I don't know, 12 or 15 years, a very long time starting then. And I, yeah. I still, she's still a friend of mine, but I, I don't actively work with her anymore. So that was a big part of it. Just having a mentor along with it, but um, in but the running too, it, it just, I feel like it contributed to everything, like the mindset, um, you know, so I, at that point I was an intern mm-hmm. at a small company and I had my eye and I'm like, oh, someday I'm going to be creative director. That happened pretty quick, quickly. And then I was like, this isn't enough. <laughs> you know, I want to be, I want to work at a large company. And I had no idea how that was going to happen. And very long story short, my boss at that company decided to sell to a large corporation out of Chicago. They did not have a design department. And so again, I'm like, if I can do this, I can do anything. So people watching me were probably like, what is she thinking? But (laughs) um, so they didn't have design department. So I asked for a meeting with the vice president and I drove to Chicago and I said, you should have a design department and I should run it. And he was like, okay, (laughs) who are you and what are you doing? You know, obviously he knew that I was from this company they just acquired, Mm -hmm. but it was a large fortune 500 company and talked him through it, pitched him. And he was like, okay, you can do it. Although they didn't give me any funding. So it was like having the keys to like Disney world (laughs) without having any money to build it. But yeah, I mean, it literally, I feel like the running and the, the marathon was like the start of like, everything in my career too, because it did give me the confidence to go for any ideas that were sparked in my brain. I just went for it. And what do you have to lose, right? (laughs) Yeah, that was just such an enormous accomplishment. And I can tell, I can see the parallels behind you deciding, I'm just going to go for the marathon right now, to then taking these bold moves in your career where it's like, I'm just going to ask for the meeting with the vice president. I'm going to go for what, what I want to go after. I think it's so cool to hear how you just, you adapted that mindset and it carried over into your professional life. Yeah. Thank you. And I never knew it. Like, this is so fun to talk about because I never really knew it as it was happening. Of course, it's like, as we look back, we connect the dots and it's, it's just really interesting how that works. What else was it through through that training and then also then becoming a full-fledged runner <laughs> where it then became such a part of your life? How did running then keep you fueled and motivated throughout that period of your career? Yeah, I feel like it was one constant that I had, if that makes sense in my mm-hmm. life. Uh, because during that time, you know, there's ups and downs at work. And then I met my husband and eventually had a daughter and And it was one thing that you can kind of just always go and not that I want to escape, but you know what I'm saying. Like when when you're running, you put on your shoes, you go out the door and it's just like all the thoughts 
like my brain just does not shut off. I'll tell you that. Like I have a hard time going to sleep. I wake up in the middle of the night because it's just like a constant thing, which I'm grateful for in some ways. But there's something about the running for me at least that I can just tune out. Like I don't even um, take music or podcasts. I know like sometimes, although I want to start doing your live podcast, like mm. the guided, because mm-hmm. I feel like a guided meditation on a run would be really powerful. But typically I just go without anything, partly for safety, but <laughs> my mind just clears out and I'm not, it's like the one time I'm not thinking, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think like that's great because sometimes people, they need that time to process their thoughts and for others, it's for them to escape their thoughts when it's, it's so like running a mile a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But so yeah. for me, that's, that's what it is. And, and just, to, and then just, you know, the endorphins, everything, you just, you come back, you feel accomplished. It feels good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, plus just the, the obvious fitness effects too, you know, like I'm going to eat better if I'm running because I know it's going to fuel me and just the added benefits. Like you can do your best work if you're healthy. So, well, and, and also I can tell, especially kind of moving through your career, you started to build up your career and then you started working with brands like FedEx, Stoli Vodka, Burt's Bees, like really big brands. And then you decide to make the change to become an entrepreneur. <laughs> so I, I'm curious to know about that change because it seems like that that was the next uh, sort of big goal for you, kind of like, yeah. again, that next marathon that you were getting ready to run. That's a really good way to put it. It is like a series of marathons. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I think it happens a lot, especially for women entrepreneurs, where when you start having a family, things kind of shift. And I found myself uh, traveling quite often. Like a lot of those companies that you mentioned are in New York. So with Stole Vodka, I was actually, I worked for a company that we were like an outsourced creative direction and marketing company. So mm-hmm. we were like that department in those companies. And so I would fly into Stoli like, there was a couple of months when I was setting up their creative team that I was going weekly and then I, or I would stay there and I had a baby. I'm like, this yeah. is not sustainable at all. Um, so it was really hard because I was living like what I thought was my dream, but then again, it shifted and I thought I would start a business serving. Um, I kind of have this like love for technology. So tech companies and mm-hmm. space companies. So it wasn't even my original intention to serve entrepreneurs. I just left and I started working with tech and space companies. Um, I knew a couple guys that did virtual reality. I kind of started with them. Long story short, I then also got into the entrepreneurial world and signed up for some courses and met coaches. And and then I was like, wait a second, these are my people. This yeah. is where I'm supposed to be. And I realized I was always an entrepreneur at heart. Like I didn't realize it, but what I had done in the corporate world is I set up a little business inside a business. So it was basically what I was already doing. So that kind of organically happened. But once I realized that, then I just went full force again (laughs) and built my business. Um, And luckily I had the credibility and, and had already, you know, had a business in a sense. Yeah. Build from. Yeah. And we've worked together. You've helped me with, with my brand. And I mean, your work is, absolutely amazing. Um, and the way you serve your clients and the brands that you help to 
build. Um, but you know, what's interesting is like you talk about branding as this self-development process. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like what is it that, about branding that teaches you about yourself? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, actually, I don't think anybody has asked me that. I'll have to like see what comes out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so I think a lot of why I view it that way, first of all, is everything we just talked about. Like I've, I've studied self-development for so long and then I taught branding and also a professor, which I forgot to say or didn't mention. And so I was teaching um, people in college and, you know, there's a formula for it and it takes creativity but I always felt like there was something missing. And once I became an entrepreneur and I've heard people say that entrepreneurship is the ultimate self-development process, which I didn't Mm. understand until I really got deep into it. And all of the mindset things that you need to work through to put yourself out there and to, even though I was an expert in the corporate world, when I came in, was an entrepreneur, I felt like a kindergartner. I had to start all over again. And I did not have, I went back to like, not having confidence, even though I was like doing really big things in the corporate world, this weird transition. And so the whole branding piece is you are your brand as an entrepreneur and you really have to dig deep and pull that out. And one of my famous sayings is you can't see the label when you're inside the bottle and you are just so, (laughs) yeah, you're so close to yourself and your work that it just feels awkward, I think, to let alone promote yourself. But how do you talk about yourself and your work and not come off unless you are like a narcissist mm-hmm. <laughs> and come off sounding confident and like an expert, but not overdoing it? And then how do you talk? I mean, there's just all these different levels. And so I actually found that I love helping people bring that out and serve as a mirror to them and really help them pull out all of those bits and pieces and and build a brand story around it where it feels really authentic and real and not contrived or salesy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's, well, what's interesting is it really, what, what I kind of heard from that was it's really about giving the confidence mm-hmm. um, and also the right mindset. Because sometimes we need to know that about ourselves to know that we can accomplish these big goals, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're going for your next marathon, marathon. whatever the the goal is that you're you're achieving, you need to have that confidence. And so it's like, if you know your brand, it's really, it's knowing yourself, knowing what you can accomplish and what you're capable of. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you think it was, it, especially in your running journey, what, what else was it about running that helped serve you as you grew as an entrepreneur? I think that, well, I mean, the whole thought of a marathon too is, you know, there's so many times that you feel like giving up, right? Mm. Um, well, at least I did. Oh, there's yeah. a whole nother story to my first marathon. I got food poisoning. So <laughs> I really felt like giving up. It was, I was, TMI, I won't go into all the details, but it was not a pretty sight. Oh. I had like, I totally missed my time, Mark, like whatever, but I finished it, right? And I think that's what matters. So what comes to me, yeah, is like as entrepreneurs, you know, there's still, even though I'm like fairly successful, there's there's days, I'm not going to lie, that I'm like, why am I doing this? I think we all just have that, right? And 
it's the same thing in a marathon. Like you get to mile, I don't know, whatever you probably know more than me, what mile they say is like, just like, Oh, if once you get past that mile, then it's like hitting the wall. Yeah. Hitting the wall. Yes. Thank you. So I think that's what it taught me is like, and you know, when I said you, I can do this, I can do anything because I learned that it was just like not possible to give up. Like if I had that goal in mind, I was going to do it. And the really thing that helped me personally was with that first marathon and the leukemia and lymphoma, I had raised money too for the mm. cause. So I had put on like a wine benefit dinner and I had, I had to put myself out in that way. And I had all these people that had donated that I had to report back to that I yeah. like ran the marathon and like how it went and they were going to ask me about it. So that accountability was like, I have to finish this. Like it's not an option. I am not giving up. And I think it's the same thing with my businesses you know, as entrepreneurs, you have to put yourself out there. And if you put yourself out there, (laughs) you, you're either going to make it or you're going to fail. But even if you fail, like, there's no, for me, at least, there's no giving up, like I can bounce back, you can pivot, you can always figure out another way around it. And I think that's what makes successful business owners in the end. Yeah. And I love that analogy where you're going to hit those struggles, those challenges, and you need to find whatever it is that's going to push you through. And for you, it was knowing that you were running for these people who you, who had donated to this cause that you believed in, but it wasn't like you were putting all of that money out to run the race. You had other people who were supporting you. And when you're an entrepreneur, you have to find that that why, that purpose that you are investing in for yourself Mm -hmm. and also that other people are investing in you. Yes, absolutely. And that's a great point too, because that is part of your brand, which a lot of people don't think about is that whole why and your values are like 100% the biggest foundation of your business. And I think a lot of people think, oh, that's for like the corporate companies, you know, they have their values up on the wall and everybody talks about it, but it's just as important for entrepreneurs. And that's another thing I love to help people get to because a lot of the times values can be very trite, like, oh, it's family and, um, you know, vulnerability or, you know, just, just things that could be anybody's values. And when it comes down to it, everybody really has a set of values that are unique to them specifically. Mm -hmm. It just is a matter of having somebody to help you pull those out. Yeah. Yeah. And this is really actually something that I'm interested to know if you have any thoughts on, but what is it about some of the principles around branding that Mm -hmm. you feel like runners could take to help them, whether it's in their training, their goal, or just in their daily life? Mm, Really good questions. Hmm. Again, going back to your mission and how that's going to align, like running plays a role and is like, a storyline throughout our life, I guess. Yeah. And, and I never really thought about it that way until we're talking about it now. If you, but really like just you asking me those questions and how like running really has played a role in my life. You know, I've never really seen that like thread before. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just so interesting. I can imagine like all the stories that come out, you know, when you're talking to people, it's just so cool. And so it's the same thing. Like it really could tell like where your brand is really telling a story, not only for your life and like how, how that's played out, but also the brand story of your business and how people will resonate with that. So I could also see 
the, the same thread through, you know, running is if you look back, there's probably points in a runner's life, you know, not somebody who just runs once in a while, but a true runner yeah. who it's like this constant thread, you know, in their life, basically. Yeah. You know, you talk about brand story. Well, first of all, just kind of for people listening, like what, what is it that you mean when you talk about brand story? Yeah. So the brand story is really a tool to use to speak to your ideal audience because there's like, for me, there's a ton of brand strategists out there. There's a lot of coaches out there. So the brand story is really what sets you apart from other people doing the same thing that you do and weaves in your personal uh, mindset, your values, along with that ideal client. So I'd like to look at it as a Venn diagram. If you picture the two overlapping circles, it's who you are and your personal story combined with the ideal audience, you know, that person that you're looking to serve. And then in the middle is that sweet spot. And you're really taking them on a journey and you're showing up. So many entrepreneurs show up as like, I'm the hero. I'm going to save you from all your problems. Really what the brand story does is helps you come in as the guide to help the ideal client who then becomes the hero themselves through the journey of working with you. So speaking to their specific needs and wants and calling them out as a person and then framing how you can help them as a guide to get them to their ultimate destination, yeah. which is the results that they want to see. And so it's just a really amazing way to, to guide them along and indoctrinate them to why they should work with you in a way that feels good without being yeah. super salesy or mark, marketing speak. Yeah. And, and I know, cause I've been through the process with you of creating that mm -hmm. story and it, what I always responded to was it was like that hero's journey mm -hmm. and it's really identifying like, who's the guide, what's the villain, like what is the end goal? And I feel like even when you sign up for a marathon, for any kind of training, for any kind of race, like you have to identify that. Also, just to be better with your goals, with your training, with your running, whatever it is for yourself. And so it's almost like that story that you create for your brand is a story that can help benefit you even in other aspects of, of your life as well. It, yeah. It's like knowing yourself really well. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I yeah. definitely agree with that. I know also you do a bit of teaching, as you said, and you were talking earlier about your interest in technology mm -hmm. and XR and about that. So what was it that really drew you um, to that area of technology? Mm. You know, I think I just, I consider myself a futurist. So I'm always, I like to, I say, I like to say that I help clients create trends rather than follow them. I'm always kind of like looking on the landscape of what's next. Um, I've created some trends myself because I do branding in a group format, which um, to my knowledge, nobody, maybe if not many people do, typically it's more of a one-on-one -on -one or a DIY process. So I'm always looking for kind of like new innovations and how to do things differently. And, and when I'm teaching on the college level too, I was teaching design and that was part of it too. Um, I mean, we were doing it more t 2D branding and design, but it's always like, how can you look at a different perspective? How can you look at things differently? So when I started working for a company that did a lot of augmented and virtual reality, mm -hmm. I really fell in love. They hired me as the, the brand strategist. I helped them create the brand. Um, it's a company called Third Eye XR. Um, and 
yeah, I, I was just like loving what they're doing. And so now a lot of the questions that we're asking is how can you take a 2D world into a 3D world? Because right now virtual reality is, you know, even when you get inside the 3D yeah. world, it's 2D planes that yeah. are like the navigation systems and the UX and the UI. I know I'm talking design speak here, but <laughs> yeah. I won't go too deep into it. But um, so yeah, I helped found a virtual reality lab in the school. And so now we're, we're working with it. the students who are interns um, with some major companies to, to kind of solve those solutions um, because it's really what's coming next in the world. And um, I think that students have, they're not too set in their ways yet yeah. <laughs> to come up with these new solutions. And they're brilliant. It's amazing to watch their minds because a lot of them have been in technology and using it, you know, unlike since us, they were, yeah, you know, exactly. who like I know. Grew, grew into it. Yeah. They've been using it since day one and, and it's just like second nature. Second to them. nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there any trends that you see in that world that you might see transitioning over to, to running technology or, or helping with? Runners? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think what needs to happen is a little bit of the like hardware needs to stabilize. Yeah. Before can really I, you're not going to put a headset and go on for a run. Yeah. No, but <laughs> I mean, on a treadmill. Yeah. You know, like the Peloton is really, which I know is biking, but mm-hmm. um, the Peloton is huge. So I could absolutely see. And then like, I hate to, I hate to go there, but like right now we're dealing with social distancing and thank God we can still go out in nature and do running. But if it comes down to it, I could definitely see like guided runs, um, in, you know, you could, you could go and run in Hawaii, like around or like down highway one or on the moon. I mean, you could do pretty crazy things. Um, and I think that the hardware and the technology will get there. Um, I don't, I still don't think, I mean, I'm a proponent for virtual reality and augmented reality and, and using it in the right formats, but there's still not, not going to be anything like actually running in the fresh air, <laughs> you know, on the beach. Of course. Yeah. But I do think that there's a lot of really cool things that, that will come in the near future that we can play with. That's exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to, even if it's, yeah, there's nothing that's going to replace getting out on a trail, getting out on the beach, getting out on the roads. But I, I think it's exciting what technology can do just at least to help people get motivated, stay motivated in their training, whatever it is. So absolutely. Yeah. So one last question I'd love to know is what's a piece of advice that you would give to someone that would help them improve their life through running? For someone who maybe they have a busy schedule, they're either they're an entrepreneur and they could really use running as a way to, to really help them. Like what, what, what's a piece of advice or some insights that you would give to that person to, to help motivate them to say like, here's what you can learn from running and this is how it can help you in your day to day. Yeah. I would say, I mean, we can, we can exercise. There's so many ways. And first of all, just moving your body is important, but I think there's something inherently special about running because our bodies were designed to do it. You don't need any equipment. You don't need to do anything like we are made mm-hmm. <laughs> to run. Right. So um, I think there's like with so much technology and so much with so much coming at us, I think it just brings us back to our roots. And so there's like a, something almost spiritual about it. And like, 
you know, when we're talking about personal development, I think there's just something really, really special where you can kind of come back to yourself and your center when you're running. And it really grounds you um, into what you're doing. Um, I think, I think that's really what comes to me the most, which isn't necessarily tied to, you know, your work in entrepreneurship, but I think it's a really important, you know, like you said, the balance and, and just all the, again, the health benefits that it brings to, to keep, you know, get your heart rate up for that extended amount of time. And I truly don't think that you can be, um, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're in corporate, I think you can be at the top of your game only when you're physically at the top of your game, Mm -hmm. you know, like you can do good work, but I think it's just that much better when you're physically and mentally there. And I think running helps with all of that. Great. Tiffany, how can people find you? The easiest way is my website, which is tiffanynewman.com. N-E-U-M-A-N, because people like to spell it with a W. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. Um, So yeah. Great. Go find Tiffany. You are amazing. I want to thank you so much for joining us today. And hopefully you get back out on the road soon. Hopefully the weather is better. You can get outside. So thank you again, Tiffany, for joining us. And thank you for tuning in. And I will catch you on the run. Awesome. Thank you so much, Matt. And right back at you. You are amazing. And thank thank you for having this conversation. You uh, motivated me. (laughs) (laughs) I was out last week. I was like, this is amazing. So um, no, it's such a good conversation. I really appreciate it. Good. Thanks, Tiffany. Thanks again for joining us on the Run to Thrive podcast. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. If you're interested in learning more about how you can live, lead, and run at your best, visit coachingontherun.com and follow on Facebook and Instagram at Coaching on the Run. And if you like what you heard today on Run to Thrive, please leave a review and remember to subscribe to receive new episodes as soon as they're released. Until next time, I'll catch you on the run.